Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Bianca Del Rio, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. <laughs> Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the most is Munoz, and here we are. Oh my god, it's March, y'all. It is a March, and we are, well, we're exactly where we were or should have been for the last few months. How y'all doing out there? Um, you know, we are trucking along. Good things happening here for your girl Munoz. You know, um, the TikTok reels clubhouse of it all hasn't uh Hasn't destroyed me yet, and we are just trucking along, people. I hope you all are well out there and just, you know, uh, doing the thing and, uh, you know, just finding small ways to incorporate joy daily is what I want to say. And speaking of joy, I am really excited because the the gay food celebrities just keep coming and coming and coming again. It is, oh. I was actually going to make a really gross reference. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I thought about it too. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for it. I was like, um. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we go there on the pod, but we, we don't. Ladies and gentlemen, just okay. please help me welcome the one, the only Chris Bautista. <laughs> hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for being right there with it. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm always on board with that. With that. With an inappropriate joke. Oh, so. well, we are <laughs> with you. Uh, hello, the podcast is called In Your Mouth, if you haven't realized. Right. So we are. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are there and here for it. For those of you out there that don't know, and you should, uh, Chris Bautista is a multiracial homosexual chef from Southern California. Homosexual chef, meaning that everything comes with a little bit of sass and a whole lot of flair, I think. <laughs> yes. He's, he's owned <laughs> and operated a popular food truck in LA called the Beignet Truck for about eight years, which has brought him the opportunity to serve and meet some high-profile clientele. Please tell me it is some of the Real Housewives. He also specializes in low-carb and vegan cooking and also uses food as a means to highlight LGBTQ plus issues. Welcome, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you. We are so happy to have you here. But before we get anywhere, we need to start where we always start here on the podcast. In the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, I need to wish you happy National Mold Wine Day. Beautiful. Happy National Mold Wine Day to you. <laughs> Wonderful. I no idea. Like, <laughs> I feel like Mold Wine Day has come up recently and before, but maybe not. I feel like Mold Wine Day should be like, not necessarily in March, but like no, December? it should not. It should absolutely be in somewhere in between October and December. I don't right. know who decides these things. Uh, that's my that's my question. Well, who do you think decides yeah. these things? 
I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Maybe it's the mold wine industry and they're trying to boost sales uh, when it's low in March. I have no idea, but it does not seem to work. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. But I mean, I want that job because I think I'd be really good at it, right? If if we're just throwing random days wherever we want. Right, right, (laughs) right. (laughs) You know, I I think like... uh, a March, a, be, a beginning of March National Food Day should be March. We're like heading into spring, like, you know, but we're still kind of cold. Maybe like a, a National Cheese Souffle Day. I'm or, okay with that. Yes. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. Have, you, have yeah. you ever made a souffle? I don't think I've actually ever had one, but I've always wanted have, to attempt. I've made it twice. The first time it turned out great. The second time it was a disaster. For some reason, whenever I cook, it's kind of like that for my... First time is always the luckiest, and the second time is a disaster. And my third time is is very good. That's usually that's usually like my process. But yes, I have oh. made a souffle before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it, there, it's it's not an easy process, from what I hear. And like the mm. oven literally has to stay sealed. And uh-huh. I think I think my Brayville Smart Air Convection Oven Massive Machine, although it may handle it, may not be the right actual apparatus to start to try to make a souffle in yeah <laughs> yeah for uh just in time for national souffle day right right just in that, right uh, i love how we've thrown national mold wine day out the window yeah, it's, and- <laughs> it's gone it's out we're done uh yeah it's it, it is funny that like i i always hear about these days and they, they always uh before i realized that it's a certain day it's always like it's always just like in front of my face like oh it's national hot dog day and i'm like I, Okay, like <laughs> I guess. Like, I have no Do idea, you often but, have uh, a lot of hot dogs in your face? I <laughs> I have one that you I did, live with. I'm you did it. You did it. You did it to yourself. Yeah, so. I guess I did. Yeah, I guess that's my my mind was was there from the introduction. But yes. Well, no matter if you're celebrating National Mold Wine Day or our made up National Cheese Souffle Day on this day, we we accept you and we celebrate you on this day. And moving right along into this day in gay history, Chris, did you know that in 2010, Congress approves a law signed in December 2009 that legalizes same-sex marriage in Washington, D.C.? Beautiful. Beautiful. Stunning. Love what, that. What, what good news for the day, isn't it? Yeah, that's beautiful news. Yeah, I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we try to keep the history alive and these little factoids yeah. always bring me joy, whether they're good or bad, right? Just to mm-hmm. see how um how far we've come, but yet how short our history has been um, when it comes to having a catalog of LGBTQ plus history. Absolutely. Yeah, love that. Love you it. Know? So, so yeah, yeah. Um, good things all around, whether it's National Mold Wine Day or celebrating a, 2020, a 2010 uh, law approving same-sex marriage yeah. in D.C. But I want to get to the getting on and start where we always start. Where, where did this love of food come from, Chris? Mm. Let's start at the very beginning. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, uh, well... Um, I would say that it started when I was very, very young. I grew up uh, uh, not with a lot of money, but with a sophisticated palate, as a lot of homosexuals do. <laughs> um, and I was a kind of a do-it-myself kind of guy. So. Why is that? Why Why do you think? I don't know. Like, gay people, right? And I'm just going to blanket statement right. at, at all, because there there's this thing where we just like really... Whether we have money or we're not, we're just like better than everyone else. It's just, it's just what it is. Basically, is our palate really and our have taste. a taste for really fine things, uh-huh. whether we can afford them or not. One more time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where does and that you know come from? Okay, I have no idea, but I'm gonna actually. T- I want to talk about this for like two seconds because this is like this. This is the thing that kind of irks me. So. I, every homosexual, not every, I shouldn't say that. I've met homosexuals with bad taste, with palate wise. Um, uh, we don't need to go into that or name names. But uh, in no, general, name I names. feel like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no way am I going to do that. Um, I, uh, um, I, in general, I think that uh, like the homosexual community loves to embrace like good food and, 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 and wine and, and things like that. Um, but yet, every single gay bar, serves the worst food why is that why is that gay bars and gay lounges in place serve some good food please name and if you name one that is 
I don't know. The one one that I'm familiar with, and you say it has good food, and I know it does. Oh my god, I'm gonna call it out. I'm just saying. I don't know why that is. That's little tangent. Um, I just needed to express that. The only gay bar that I know with really freaking fantastic food, and now it's bar food, is the uh-huh. second oldest gay bar in America, and I think in the world, Julius. Where's this? In New York. Okay, I don't think I've been. So, so I can't. I can't. I the can't burgers. Say. The burgers are everything. It probably they, is. They hand cut the fries. It's literally. It's literally yeah. like this little grease trap that's in, but very clean grease trap. Right? Don't come for me, people at Julius, because I love it there. We have friends <laughs> to the pod, right. and the food <laughs> is everything. Like the burgers and the fries and the onion rings and even the chicken fingers. Love it, love it, love it. But I and I love some bar food too. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it has to be sophisticated and it has to be something yes, like. But generally, gen- just in general, right. in general, yeah, there, there is like a a running theme that a lot of a lot of the gay bars, if they have food, it is not good. It is not. Yeah, good. I don't know why that it breaks my heart because uh, you know? I want to be able to like support a gay bar and just be like, oh, that has awesome food and. Awesome cocktails, and usually it's just like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't need to go too deep in that. But I, <laughs> but the the subject of uh, homosexuals having a fine palate came up, and so I just I needed to air my grievances. A bit. Yeah, but maybe so. it's it's the two for one, you know, well tequila sodas that uh, just kind of put it over the edge, and then uh-huh. we we don't care what the food tastes like as long as it's food because we're like eight feet is- to the wind. So true, because even me, who's like super snobby when it comes to food, like like you say, like a two for one, three for one sometimes deal, and a couple of uh, two for three for ones in, I'm like, I don't, I'm going to eat these shitty mozzarella sticks, and I'm just yep, like, not not right. going to care. But that's anyway, right. but I mean, but we, um, we have gone the wrong way down the yellow brick road. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think we talked. We we were talking about my my uh, what your birds, love of food love and of food. where did yeah, yeah. and where did it start? Where did it begin? Yeah, I, I grew up. Uh, I grew up uh, ha- not having a lot of money, but like I said, like liking a lot of different types of food, and I really, really hated uh, like uh, canned or boxed food or like prepared food. Uh, I liked I liked a good meal ever since, uh, like as far back as I can remember. And my parents split up uh, when I was six years old, uh, so I was uh, like home alone, kind of very early on, with this uh, love of food that came very early on, and I didn't want like the boxed mac and cheese that was given to me. And I didn't want like the can of like SpaghettiOs, like that kind of stuff, like really disgusted me. So I started experimenting in the kitchen, like as far back as I can remember. And um, because I'm like multiracial, I had access to a lot of different types of food, uh, whether it be like like my my Mexican side or my Filipino side or my Italian side or um, all, all these different sides. I, I uh, kind of um, I gravitated towards those things uh, because they were readily available. A lot of those ingredients were kind of like available in my kitchen. So I started like experimenting with like fusion and whatnot before fusion was even like a, a, a word. You know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, I, uh, I just uh, uh, loved eating and loved doing stuff myself. And so, yeah, it came very, very early for me. Yeah, I kind of want to go dive a little deeper into this multicultural background now that you've brought it up. Sure. Like, grandma cook a lot? Did mom cook a lot? Did dad cook a lot? Who who was cooking, and who were you like kind of grabbing that like sort of inspiration from? Totally, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, every one of my grandmas, and I have four grandmas because uh, my parents split up, and then I have like step grandmas who I, which came very early on, so I consider them like my blood, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so each one of these, uh, each one of these grandparents, and each one of my parents, really, all four of my parents cook, and all of my grandparents cook, uh, and they all kind of bring something different to the table. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was surrounded by people who, uh, who cooked. My great grandpa was born in, in the Philippines and he was, a actually a chef and he came over, uh, to the States, uh, around World War II. And, uh, he worked in a country club, uh, in Santa Barbara, California, and was like the head chef there. Um, unfortunately I didn't get to like receive any of those skills from him, but I think it's just kind of like in my blood. And I think the love of food and the appreciation of, doing things from scratch and uh, and just kind of like loving the ingredients from it being whole to it being the final product on your plate. Uh, that love came very, very early. So I think that uh, 
Yeah, I can I can attribute like my, my love of food and like the passion and like the eye and the palate to a lot of different people in my life. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love everything about mm-hmm. that. Now, so you start on this culinary journey at a young age, right? Kind of experimenting yeah. with things, right? And I, I'm assuming you went to school, like a high school. And then what, did you end up going to school to be a chef? Or are we all self-taught and just on the journey and learning on the job? Yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, after I graduated high school, um, I had opportunities to go to different universities and I turned them down because... I was going to be paying for everything myself. Uh, and so I didn't want to throw money at a degree when I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I had a love of food, but to me, it didn't seem practical to go into like a career for food. I just, at the time, I just didn't see the value in it. Uh, especially when you look at the investment of like culinary art school is expensive. It's so yeah. expensive. And so in the return on it is, is, is like, it doesn't seem like the wisest investment, even though I had a love for it and I wanted to harness those, those kind of like innate skills that I had. Um, and that was directly after high school. But when I came about uh, 21, I decided, you know, I'm going to do it. I saved up my pennies and I was like, I'm going to uh, go to culinary art school to kind of like fine tune uh, like my raw talents. Um, and uh, in that process, I had my parents co-sign for me so I can get approved for the loan. And I found out during that process that their identity had been stolen and their credit was like, there was so much like bad credit that was stacked up under the name that they had no idea. So I got denied the loan. So I didn't get to go. And so at the time I was like pretty heartbroken as you can imagine, because I decided I wanted to go um, and I didn't get to go. And it was unfortunate. It was unfortunate for me because like I grew up not having money. And so it was just one of those, one of those realizations at the time that like, uh, if you grow up kind of like not with money, you're, the, the, everything's kind of stacked up against you. So uh, I had to make ends meet. And so I continued working restaurants and bartending, actually, and then saved a bit more money. And it came to the point where I was uh, I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to I'm just going to start something myself because I can't just continue waiting, you know, for somebody to give me permission to do something like a piece of paper that says like I graduated from here or so I just kind of like embraced my innate talents and just kind of rolled with it. And through a lot of like self-discipline, I started a food truck um, from like the ground up uh, about eight years ago. And, and it's been killing it. It's been, I mean, obviously the pandemic is like really uh, hit my business pretty hard, but uh, but I'm still trucking. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm like, I'm still going. Yeah. To, to be punny, at least you're still trucking. I would have imagined, yeah. I would have imagined, I guess I can see, but because uh, I've never really thought about it, but I would mm. have imagined that having a food truck at least would have been better during this pandemic because at least you can mm-hmm. drive to where the need is and right. people don't need to come into the truck. Like it's right. grab and go. But then again, if people aren't going out, then there isn't the audience there. Right. So like uh, specifically what I do, it's a little bit challenging with the, uh, with the pandemic um, uh, on, on paper. Like I think a lot of food trucks are, are, are doing well. They're, they're getting by uh, during these times, because like you said, it's like you could be outdoors on, uh, and the weather in, in Los Angeles is beautiful. So it, it, people are able to go out and it's not going to be, um, you know, like certain parts of the country that are having, shit weather especially like right now my goodness yeah um but uh yeah the um i uh uh what i do is i i would say about 90 percent of my business is catering um events and things like tv shows and productions uh so i need a large group of people to serve and during these quarantine times those types of groups of people are frowned upon and uh, are not allowed so um yeah, so to shift my business to selling on the streets, it doesn't quite work in that way. But uh, but yeah, I'm able to serve a lot of... And now that product, TV productions are coming back into play nowadays through all like the different uh, COVID-type regulations and uh, people monitoring the, the groups of people, um, I'm able to kind of serve a lot of these productions that are now coming back into play now. Oh, that's, uh, that's amazing. That's really amazing. And I've never really, I mean, it makes sense, but I've never really thought about like food trucks going into um, production areas, but it makes 100% sense. 
sense, yeah. right? I mean, that's what craft services is, is a big food trailer uh, for the most part. Right. And I mean, I have a long history in catering and some of like the craziest bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs I worked or some of the weddings. Oh my goodness. Where, yeah, totally. They drive those food trucks in right at the last minute for like that last like mm-hmm. push of food, right? So yeah. yeah, I could totally see how you've had to like, you know, shift or take a hit during this pandemic. That must yeah. be something else. I kind of, I kind of want to stay in the space a little still of sure. th- the beginnings of it all. Cause uh, we often talk about people's journeys through food. And uh, a lot of times like food has helped them either discover some sort of Zen and gratitude, or there's been a, like a coming out through food and whatnot. And I kind of want to hear about what coming out was like for you. Ooh. Okay, this is a subject. It is like, <laughs> uh, so I came out. <laughs> it is, I mean, just like every, like every, uh, it's like such a blessing and such a curse at the exact same time. But you can, you really have to embrace it as, as like a, uh, as like an opportunity to grow through an adversity. For a lot of homosexuals, we've been given a gift to, um, to kind of analyze uh, a lot of different like heavy subjects at a very young age when you're dealing with something as personal as, as your, as your sexuality. Um, so for me, like I grew up in a very, very, very conservative, uh, household. I grew up, uh, uh, where, where my, where, uh, homosexuality was and still is frowned upon. And it's thought of as a sin and, uh, had many discussions with my parents since I've come out, but I came out very late in the game. So I came out like uh, in my mid late twenties. Um, well, I should say late for on some people's standards, especially today. Um, and you wouldn't think that that was the case because I'm born and raised in like Southern California and like Los Angeles, but I guarantee you there are people in the closet in every corner of this world. Even if it seems like a liberal area, there are people that are kind of being, oppressed and, and, and their lights are being dimmed anyway. So in the process of me coming out, uh, that whole, that whole time was, uh, was incredibly difficult. I, um, uh, as you can imagine, uh, my sexuality, uh, when it came to like, uh, when I was like a young teen up until like really my mid twenties, I had a lot of like dark de- depression. And, uh, I, um, I had moments that were very dark when uh, when I felt like I had no one to open up to. And uh, I was like on lines with um, suicide hotlines and whatnot. And uh, and, and, and it's, it's sad that a lot of um, a lot of people within the community can relate to this. It's 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 heartbreaking uh, that my story isn't unique um, and it's mainly because my surroundings and my environment made me feel like the fiber of my being was wrong and incredibly unfair. So if I'm going to relate this back to food, this was uh, when I first started my food truck, I was in the closet. And through like the stress of just, as you can imagine, you open up a food business uh, with like, with no help, just you're funding it yourself and you don't have money. Uh, That stress on your life is incredible add to that the element of being in the closet and like um spinning lines and whatnot it's just it all came to a head where i just um i fell into a very dark place and i had to either choose like my life or not my life if that makes sense mm-hmm. um yeah and uh i just uh i just kind of like embraced the decision to I thought I've made it this far and I've been able to uh, be self-made and my business was like a success at this point. And I just decided that at this point, like I really have no other choice but to live as honestly and purely and, and for myself and to just celebrate my own happiness because I had like a guilt uh, associated with acknowledging what would make me happy. And so I just... I just did it. I came out. It was awful, as you can imagine, but I was strong. I just felt like I, my, like my talents and, and, and my intelligence really like I, it's going to be wasted if I just continue lying. And I just, from then on, I just, uh, I was able to, um, 
just carry on forward with my business and, and, and be a little bit more bold and a little bit more confident and, and take, uh, take more risks when it comes to like food and just kind of like embrace my perspective and like everything that like brought me to where I am and just really celebrate my perspective through like what I call my art, which is my food and my ability to connect with people through my food, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And how are things now, now that you've been out and like the family and yeah. working through that? What, what does that look like now? Well, uh, I mean, my, okay. So I'm just gonna say right off the bat, like my, I'm incredibly happy. Like I am in a loving relationship that I've been in for four years. Um, Damn. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? Don't worry. There, there, always comes uh, a point, there always comes a point during this podcast with my male guests. I, I've been alone for in 120 square feet in Times Square for uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. So there just yeah. comes a point where I just start to flirt with you and it's fine. <laughs> oh, flirt away. You don't, you don't know my situation, you know? Ooh, <laughs> no, kidding. I don't, but I, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ladies oh and gentlemen, our In Your Mouth listeners uh, and folks of all uh, sizes, genders, and um, yeah, uh-huh. uh, sparkles out there, uh, just take a listen. Just take a moment while you're listening, and go find Chris on Instagram at Bautistud. B a u t i s t u d, right? And uh, the name is that for a reason. Take a look at the beautiful pate. Take a look oh at the gosh. beautiful face, and then you can see all the food and things too. But continue, please. Uh, I love that. And if you want to slide into those DMs, folks. Feel free. Uh, don't, I'm just kidding. Listen, <laughs> we have a we have a rule here. We have a rule on in your mouth that if someone slides into your DMs, it automatically gets shared with me. Like that, it's share and share oh, alike. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. All right, yeah. so just so you know, it <laughs> won't get true. shared yeah. beyond that, mm. but it gets shared with me. So just so you know, I approve. <laughs> I love that, but I need to see it too. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, <laughs> I love that. Um, so what were we talking about? Uh, just, uh, you know, just it getting better and how things are for you oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, at the time uh, when I, when I had, uh, before I come out of the closet, especially to like my very, very conservative family and my, um, and I have a large family, just another little tangent. My dad is one of 14 kids and each one of those kids has uh, a lot of kids themselves. So I have a massive family and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not saying anything, but I am the only one who's like out gay in this massive family. So, I mean, you, you, you can take what you will with that. I'm not saying that like people are in the closet, but I'm also not not saying that. I'm just saying that there's there's a possibility that you, you never know the odds. So just like uh, for me to uh, uh, come out in that environment was 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 uh, a big deal um, uh, with for my family. But I got to say, I always, always, always got to say this. I love my family so, so, so much. And I know that a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community um, uh, who have gone through something similar as me, um, they, they, they need to cut ties. And I, I understand and I respect that. Like it, it's everyone's happiness. You need to follow where, where it is. Um, for me, I have such um, a love for my family that... I have chosen to kind of like endure a lot of a lot of uh, heartache and a lot of uh, difficult conversations, and it really has paid off over the years because I have maintained a relationship with my family, and I absolutely love them, and they love me despite what what they uh, what they believe and and uh, how they view my decisions, quote unquote. So. I, uh, we, although they're not accepting of my quote unquote lifestyle, they love me and I love them, even though I also disagree you know, families, with how they live. Families are complicated. And yeah. you said something interesting before that your story isn't, isn't unique, right? Like right. we hear a lot of it and I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, in mm. this sense, because, and this is the reason I ask everyone that comes on this pod for the most part, um, if they haven't been on here before about this, because uh, in this In Your Mouth gay food podcast journey, we've heard so many coming out stories. All right. 
from great ones to not so great ones to middle of the road ones, right? And there is no there is no qualifying anyone's story because each each one of our stories is unique to ourselves and that experience. And it's yeah, you hear a lot of similar things that happen or similar bad stories or similar good stories or whatnot, whatever we wanna put on that, but you don't know who's listening and how they take your story that is unique to you and mm-hmm. apply it to their life and be like, oh, well, he's done that and he's done this. And yeah, I've had to cut. My family is tar- terrible, but maybe I can choose love the way he did and right. therefore have a better relationship. Maybe maybe there's a door in in hearing that message of choosing love that maybe can inspire somebody to make a different choice or or bring a different thought to mind. And so that's why I, A, ask, and B, think that your story is very unique and unique Mm. to you and beautiful. And so thank you for sharing that. Oh, of course. Yeah, I just like any, almost any opportunity to kind of share that, uh, that, like what I've gone through, I'm going to take because like, my goodness, like. uh, I heard you were grieving with that. I am greedy. Yes, I am. That's why I want all of the guys to slip into my DMs because I'm that greedy. Yes. No, I'm scared. No. Yeah, she's, oh, she's real greedy. Whoa. Yes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love they say that going to watch they, this. They say that there's a there's true there's a little bit of truth in every joke. Great. Oh, there. It's more than a little truth. Let's just be clear here. It is more than a little truth. It is funny though, but it is, I am joking, but it is funny. Cause I'm like, I, I, I know that my boyfriend's going to hear this and he's going to like, he's going to be rolling his eyes, but he's going to be now checking all of my DMs. So he can also be a part of it. So just oh, yeah. so you know, whoever's sliding those DMs, you're going to have an entire audience of people. Well, there's a, an audience of three because we don't want yeah, exactly. any, Minimal. we don't want any legal action, but you, you've been forewarned <laughs> that there's an audience of right. three and only three. No, but uh, yeah, any opportunity to share my story, I'm going to take because uh, a lot of these stories, uh, if if they're kept to like ourselves, they don't help anyone else but yourself. And that seems like you're cheating other people that uh, might need a little bit of a road paved for them. Exactly. And uh, uh, that brings us full circle back to uh, this day in gay history as well to see the road that was paved beforehand, right? Mm -hmm. So good or bad, there's a road and and we're on it, you know, and this is like what has happened and this is what is happening now and these are our stories and and they're important and it's it's beautiful, right? Good or bad. I think it's it's beautiful and it's a process and there's a lot to learn from it. Um, Yeah, that's... That's that's really really it. I think I think now is a really great time and a really good like feel good sentiment to take a little bit of break, y'all, and to mm. take Chris into our favorite part of the podcast, a little something we like to call food news update. Food news, food news. Oh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. Organic Reese's peanut butter cups are headed to the candy aisle. Are you ready, Chris? Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups are my absolute favorite candy in the candy aisle. Like I have ones that are like, like, uh, like gourmet or or um, like specialty candies. But like, if I'm in the candy aisle, I'm gonna reach for the Reese's. So I love it. Yeah. Do you care yeah. if they're mm-hmm. organic or not? I do not care. I mean, if I'm re- if I'm reaching for a Reese's, I you might as well give me rat poison. I mean, I no you idea. are from like, California. Like, doesn't I, everything have to be like green juice and organic? Uh, that is offensive. You know what? I'm here for it. Next. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> kidding. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Man, just just food news updated me into the next topic. <laughs> next, I'm just kidding. no. I'm I just wanted to talk about this. Well, Hershey says uh-huh. that it's that the first mass chocolate. It's going to be the first mass chocolate brand to offer an organic option. Hershey's a few weeks ago also said they're raising the prices of all their candy. And then oh. on top of this, to take us to a really interesting place, I have discovered a chocolate brand by the name of Tony Chocolonies. It is delicious. It is 
like ten dollars a bar, but worth every last bite. Uh, worth every last cent for this chocolate bar. And upon opening the chocolate bar, which looks like a Willy Wonka sort of chocolate bar-esque with the big Uh writing and its bright colors, you learn that Tony Chocolonis, the company and the brand, are behind ending slave workers on chocolate farms, on like the cacao farms of Africa, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, wow. Uh, incredible. Yeah. So support, spend the 10 bucks on that, whatever. Can what, say it again? What was it? What was the name of the Tony Chocolonis. Tony Chocoloni. Good Tony for you, Chocoloni. Tony Chocoloni. Right. Yeah, and it. so now yeah. every time I read anything about chocolate, I'm like, oh my God, are they involved in this like supporting this like slave work that's on these cacao farms? Like right. now I want to know. And now I just don't want to support anybody on, uh, until I've... <laughs> I have received. Of course, yeah, I love that. Yes. Not that I, not that I'm saying uh, in any way shape or form Hershey's is involved. I am not saying that at all. Like I'm here for an organic chocolate. I'm here for a Hershey's, right? Maybe not at a higher price, but I'm here for it. Uh-huh. I just thought <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was a, a, uh, an interesting factoid that I didn't even know that this was a thing that was happening in yeah. the world. That no I idea. Found no out. idea. Right? So good to know. Yeah, I think we're here for both of these things. Uh, Definitely took Tony Chocolonis for doing the work and providing ethically sourced chocolate. And hopefully Hershey's is on that boat, too, uh, along with these organic Reese's peanut butter cups. I'd eat it. Yeah, I'd eat it up in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Taco Bell's (laughs) new menu item is both a crispy chicken sandwich and a taco. <sighs> yeah, you, you you all should see Chris trying to process what a crispy chicken sandwich and a taco will look <laughs> like right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, I gotta say, firstly, I'm gonna say I love me some Taco Bell, and a lot of people that uh, that uh, see me as someone who loves to eat uh, like healthy, which I do. I like to eat healthy, and I like to cook everything from scratch and all this stuff. I can't tell you that I like whenever I'm like cheating on a diet Taco Bell is like up there on my cheats I love me some Taco Bell oh my god do you know also a couple weeks ago Taco Bell uh just hit in the food news um they released their own seasonings like a hot and mild like all purpose seasoning there you go love it love it (laughs) I'm, I'm okay with that that being said I this chicken fried chicken Taco? Is that, well, what, is that what this is? Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. The crispy yeah, chicken please. taco with a puffy bread shell will get a okay. test run next month before the national launch later this year, according to foodandwine.com. Taco Bell is entering the chicken sandwich wars, and though their attempt to compete with the likes of Popeye's and Chick-fil-A honors the chain's taco roots. Look at that. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, right. yeah. I mean, okay. I guess it depends. I gotta say though that I'm having doubts that they're that Taco Bell is gonna be able to provide me a crispy chicken. I have my doubts. The so, photos look good. It the the bread weird is yeah. weirding me out for a minute because it's literally okay. looks like puffy fried bread, but it's like saucy and like the chicken looks good and there looks like there's jalapenos in there, you know. Um. It'll get All a right, test well, launch uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, and Charlotte, North Carolina, starting at, on March 11th, and then uh, go worldwide, depending on how it does. All right. Well, okay. Well, uh, I guess on my next cheat day, if it makes its way to Southern California, I'll I'll check it out, and then I'll let you know. So Yeah. Uh, but, but until then, I'm going to say... Pfft. Oh, really? Well, get this. I'm just reading right now. Premium all-white meat crispy chicken marinated in jalapeno buttermilk, then seasoned with bold Mexican spices, of course, and rolled in a crunchy tortilla chip coating. Interesting. Okay. That kind of sounds really good. It sounds... It sounds... Okay. The way you're reading it, it sounds better than I'm probably giving it credit for, but... I mean, give that to me at the gay bar. Yeah, exactly. Especially if I'm not, especially if I'm planning not to bottom that night. Perfect. <laughs> right, 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 right. No Taco Bell for those bottoms out there. So. Oh my God. Well, um, you know what? I think I think Chris may be on the fence 
with this, which is okay. And mm. I, you know what? I'm here for it. If, Taco Bell, if you're sending it to me, I'm eating it. Faux show. And last but not least, I am sorry to tell you, but Dairy Queen has canceled a free cone day. Womp womp. All right. Yeah. Sure. C- canceled. 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 Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, DQ uh, posted the news on Facebook and they said, as spring approaches, we look forward to Free Cone Day, an event that attracts long lines at our restaurants. Given the state of COVID 19, we've made the difficult decision to cancel this year's event uh, with your safety and the safety of our crew members in mind. Oh, well, you know, uh, if I'm going to Dairy Queen, I'm not going for a free cone. I'm going for a blizzard. So that's what I was I'm about not, to say. Yeah, that, there's it. I'll happily pay for the blizzard. Blizzard, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going for the Reese's. Like I said before, we're bringing it back. Uh, Reese's is, is my jam. So now I wonder if Dairy Queen will get on board with the organic. Organic, Reese's. yes, the organic right. Reese's blizzard. But then, okay. are they going to have to do? I don't know if. I haven't done any research if they're using organic dairy products and then it's mm. like this whole organic thing and reason to jack up the price. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I guess I'll just make it at home then, to be honest. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. but <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Know. You know what? I, you know, I'm here for Dairy Queen trying to keep us all safe and for, and I'm also here for Dairy Queen blizzard and with that i think that's a perfect way to end food news update (laughs) (laughs) how was how was that was that life-changing was that good hey my my life will never be the same yeah yes yeah 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 so tell us what's next on the docket what's next for you Where, where are we going how what's what's planned you know uh, just uh, for my culinary career, is this what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, you could send us the OnlyFans link if you want, but... <laughs> oh, hey! <laughs> you know, time, times are tough this year uh, with the food trucks. So you never know. We'll, we'll see what 2020 is. I am not like. mad about it. We talk about dirty Twitter and OnlyFans a lot on In Your Mouth. Uh-huh, Listen, uh-huh. So uh, we, we are, sex work is work and we support you. Absolutely. I period. I wouldn't. I would need to do a twist though. It'd be something if I was like in the kitchen naked cooking, like dangerous to cook naked, like bacon grease or something, like something like that. Something that's popping, and just like you're going to see a lot of movement. So it's a lot of uh, you know naked movement, which I think there's a market for. That's like the mukbang videos. Have you seen those mukbang? I have no idea what you're saying. What is it? Mukbang. Mukbang. Yes. Okay. It's these videos of people eating like several thousands of calories of food in one sitting and all it is (laughs) it all is like it's like a heaping table of food there's a famous woman who just does like all shellfish and it's just like a mountain of shellfish and she just sits there with her long nails being like oh yes 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 yes. and i weirdly love it i weirdly (laughs) am into it it's like a weird like fascination to like Anyway, it's a bit like ASMR, no? Like a little yeah, bit yeah, of like they the kind sounds of go and hand like in hand. I can't, oh I can't do it. I cannot I, do it. I like hate that I love it though. Like I, I'll, I'll love it for a little bit. I'm like, now it's enough. I feel, I feel weird. But yeah. So that's what your OnlyFans would have to be like a little, you know? Of course, <laughs> just be completely naked though. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'll, I'll direct it. I can direct from afar. It'll be it'll be amazing. <laughs> Beautiful, love it. <laughs> Great. Uh, so that's 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 next on the docket for you. What else is next? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got a couple things that uh, um, that I'm hoping will come to uh, be a reality that I'm waiting to hear back. Uh, I can't talk about it right now yet, but um, uh, I'm hoping to work for a company that uh, is popular online. Um, so that, uh, is something that I might be sharing soon. Um, and then also another is that, uh, I'm also might be a private chef for a very wealthy family in the area. So that's also another thing. So I would love to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, We love, we love the teaser. We love a teaser of it all. Uh, we love, we love the good vibes and Mm. uh, you know what? Why a beignet truck? Mm, why not? Are you kidding me? I mean, you, yeah, why not? Right? I love I love a Cafe du Monde chicory coffee and a beignet. Yes, Hello. Uh-huh. But like, you know, uh, 
being Filipino, Mexican, Italian, like where did the right. where did the vignettes uh-huh. come from? Like why yeah. not like a, a lumpia truck or a, or uh-huh. empanadas or or I'm thinking of puff pastry in in those in national regions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, I went to New I I went to New Orleans when. Uh, let's see, in my early 20s. And anyone who's been to New Orleans and they experience uh, just the entire city between like the architecture and like the melting pot of all the different cultures, uh, like Southern American and like African and Caribbean and French, it's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful um, melting pot of all these different uh, um, cultures and cuisines. Um, But uh, I fell in love with the city. I came back to Los Angeles and immediately looked up places where I could have Cajun and Creole food um, because I was craving it and I couldn't find anything in Los Angeles. And so I started making beignets um, specifically because I was really craving them. And uh, I just got really good at it. And I just saw an opportunity to kind of bring a little piece of that, like New Orleans, a little bit of that magic back to Los or to Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, I started my food truck because food trucks were starting to be a thing outside of just like tacos and sandwiches and stuff. Um, and yeah, I just got my food truck and yeah, see my pennies from bartending and working in restaurants and just, uh, yeah. And just invested and it's been, it's been a wild ride ever since, you know, for the past, that's uh, amazing. Eight years. yeah, that's, yeah. That's so amazing to hear. What, what can you tell what high profile people have been to the truck? Oh, I, well, I've had a couple, uh, I guess they can, I can, I can say a couple, um, one of them, well, one of them, uh, um, I was hired by um, by Chris Jen- Jenner and Kanye to do Kim Kardashian's birthday. So that was nuts because I met the whole family and that was bizarre. And she put me all over social media so I can like say it. Um, uh, did, was, uh, did you see, did you see the hologram of her father? That he I did her? not. I did <laughs> not see that. When did that happen? Uh, for her birthday this year or last year, whenever her birthday oh, was. Oh, well, I wasn't, I was, uh, when was that? That was, a. Uh, I think her birthday is in October, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah. it wasn't this past birthday, but the one before that. So it was a year and a half ago. So I don't know if there was any holograms. Um, anyway, it, you know what's so funny is that uh, I have to admit something. Um, and I'm sorry for the homosexuals out there that love the, the, the Kardashians. I'm like not in, they're not in my world. Like I don't know anything about yeah. them. Okay. Okay. So I'm not alone. Okay. Great. So I just, like, I know I'm not, um, I'm not in that world. I've never seen an episode of the, of their show. Um, nothing. Yeah. So, uh, when I met, when I met them, I had all these like ideas of who they were and I was wrong about all of them. Like, except for Kanye, Kanye was a little strange. Um, but the, the family was like incredibly nice and it was so funny because Kim seemed like such a good mother. And I was so impressed by how like she wasn't putting up with shit with the kids. It's like, no, 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 no. And it was just like, I was like, yes, girl. Like, love it. I love seeing that. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, Any of the yeah, Real Housewives come to the truck? I, if they have, I wouldn't know because I've never seen an episode of anything. Oh. I know. Oh, oh I know. I know. I know. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I listen, Maybe. Kyle Richards, every time she has a party, has that fat burger truck there. Um, uh, you know, I figured like maybe or maybe even a Lisa Rinna or somebody who I'm obsessed with, you know, maybe <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, every once in a while, like my, I'll be working on the truck and uh, an employee of mine will be like, oh, that's so and so. So I'm like, ah, I'm so I'm pretty bad with with pop culture. Uh, so yeah, oftentimes I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. you know, good for them, you know, yeah, well, right. I have no idea, right. but, uh, all right. but yeah, uh, there, there's, there's, there's been some, I mean, it's been eight years in the, and a whole lot of people, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's been, there's been quite a few. I mean, it's, it's some, some, some very, 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 very big ones. Yeah. Are, are you the one who does all the cooking at home or does your man do the cooking too? I do all the cooking. All day. I do. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of like. I'm kind of like his privacy. He actually works from home, uh, and I kicked him out so that I can just have the space. So he's actually literally sitting outside in his car right now. Sorry about it, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I am like his like private chef. So like I, 
yeah, I cook them three meals a day because I have very little else going on. So, yeah. Uh, I, I want a man to cook me three meals a day. Yeah. I, I, I think I've only had, I think I, I, I really do believe, yeah, I've only had one man ever cook for me. Wow. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, if we're ever in the same city, I'll, I'll, I'll cook you a meal. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah, he tried to feed me all this pasta and then tried to sleep with me, and I was like, "Are you nuts?" <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my god, this has been so much fun, Chris. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Tell the people where they can find you, how they can find you. Give them all the social medias and things. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Uh, uh, everything's at Bautista. B a u t i s. T-U-D, about T-Sta is my last name. You put a stud at the end of it because <laughs> I, but uh, yeah, I'm on just yeah, pretty much like TikTok. Listen, if Instagram, you're looking but... at what I'm looking at, uh, I agree. <laughs> I <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, I get really all shy. Of, all, of, yeah. all of a sudden I hear this and it's your man at the door being <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> let me in. Yeah. I, make that, I make that joke all the time here because I'm forever. <laughs> all these people's, all these people's boyfriends are going to band together and come beat me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! No, I, I think yeah, we're we're we don't need we're at the end of this, so we don't need to delve into that. But yeah, yeah, yeah we can once the, once the I hit on record <laughs> right. off the record. Right. Oh my god, this has been so great, and I love uh, this is just what. This is just really the joy that this podcast brings me and why I do this is like connecting with amazing people like you and hearing stories like yours and just like getting to like, it's almost like sitting at the bar and like meeting new friends and and totally. really connecting in a very different way through food. So thank you so much for giving me your time today and throwing your man out into the car and yes. and, and doing the thing so we can uh, have a little bit of a kiki. It's It's very much so appreciated. Yeah, thank you. I, I love this. This is great. Thank you. Any Anytime, anytime. And for those of you out there, well, we're in March. Spring is right around the corner. Um, what can I say to you? I don't know. Wash your hands, right? <laughs> it's nothing you haven't heard before <laughs> at, the, at this point. You know, self-love is the best love these days. And with that, I'm just going to say thank you for listening to In Yo. No!